Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Sometimes I wish God can show people his realness. Sometimes I wish you can see what I'm seeing. I wish you can see this God that we serve. is is nothing because you need to go beyond the preaching you need to have a revelation of the word be seated thank you Lord see I I, sometimes I, I just don't know how to be able to, you know, bring the message to you. Because it's like the message, I know we have, the, all we have is the message to give the word. But sometimes it's as if it's not enough. When you see the wonders of this God that we are talking about. When you see the reality of who he is, when you see the reality of this God, who he is, practically, you know, it's not, we're not talking about fake God. We're not talking about God that is made by hand. We're not talking about three bits of wood that you put some stuff on it and kill a chicken and pour the blood on and call it God. That's not what we're, we're talking about. The God who made the wood that you say is your God. And it's not, <laughs> see, this is not religion. It's not a club. We're talking about the real God who is a person because he made us in his image and likeness. We're talking about somebody that we call Abba, Father. And even you, you mere finger, not even a finger, you don't even match up. When I say you, I don't mean you, but we human beings. We don't match up to a finger 
about who God is, yet we think we are intelligent. Such an insult to our Father. Well, I don't know where to start, but I've got to start somewhere. Romans chapter 12, we were talking, last week we were talking about, we ended up talking about prayers, but I wanted to actually, you know, encourage you in Romans 12, and I will, I, I want you to do, I want you to do me a favor. Try and study Romans 12. We, most of the time, we just zero in in uh, verse 1 and 2. But do a study on Romans 12. Try and do a study on Romans 12, the whole chapter. I mean, I could teach on that chapter for, for a year. There's so much in it as I begin to look at it. But... <laughs> It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. What is he saying? Do not be conformed to this world. Can I have the amplifier, please? It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age. This age what fashioned after the adoption to its external superficial customs. But it says, what are you actually saying is to be conformed to this world, like the world system. All that the world stands for. Don't be, be conformed. What is being conformed? That is, it means that you're being moved over, being bent over to. Will that be right? We're talking about Paul is writing to the believers at Rome. He's not talking to the unbeliever. He's talking to those that have believed the world, the word of God. And he's saying to them, after you have come out of the world, don't be manipulated, don't be bent, twisted back into the world. Don't be conformed to the world system. But what does he say? Be transformed. Be transformed. Let there be a change. He says, but be transformed. Change by the entire renewal of your mind. Not part of it. The entire. There need to be a change of, of, 
you know, your way of thinking must change from the world system to God's way. Praise the Lord. So that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There is a way that God wants us to live. And it ought to be perfect. See, half-hazardly, listen, I preached a message years ago, some will not do, it's all or nothing. You can't walk with God 50% righteous. You can't walk with God 50% committed. Your way of thinking can't be 50%, you know, God's way and 50% the world's way. Now, we need to also, God, you know, the world's way, part of the world's way is what? Our culture. Our culture. And we have an issue about culture where, you know, we have a group here. That they, come on, they come here on Friday. They, they, they rent the place for Friday evenings. And it's to do with the Caribbeans that we know their root is from Africa, and they're going back to Africa and exploring things, and, and then they come up with all these, our idols that we worship, that was their, our God, and the white man came and took those things away and, and, and robbed us and given us this Christianity, which means nothing. This is their way of thinking. I'm talking about traditions. If we're not careful, we play with black and white and we get into trouble. When God created Adam and Eve, you know, um, we know where Israel is, we know where Egypt were involved in all this, and we go to Ethiopia where the Enochs, they come from it. Get to understand this, that this, this is real in the sense that what the Bible teaches, it happened on this earth. Now, some of the people that live, see, if you trace the Bible very well, you will find that in the Old Testament, they practice a lot of things that were rituals. Are you with me? And so when there came segregation and people dispersed and went everywhere, these practices they took with them. Now the practices were there, you know, from Adam and Eve. This kind of practice, why did Jacob pick up a stone 
and slept on it, and then when he had a, vi- a vision, woke up and poured like uh, sac- um, oil on it. These are some, all the practice. So it's not black and white. Are you with me? It's not to do with black people and white people. Don't let the devil bring division and derail you. No, we're talking about God who is one, who made both black and white. So when they do that, then they bring tradition into it to say, this is ours. This is what we had. We had our own way of worship. But the white man came and took it, you know, changed our mentality that it was no good, but let's go back and pick up. No, you can't worship idol. I, I, I was born in an idol worship home. My father was an idol worship. I'm telling you, there's nothing in it. There is absolutely nothing in it. But what am I saying? I'm talking about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't let somebody derail you, of course, to say, oh, this Christianity thing is for the Europeans. So we Africans, we have our thing. We have our practices. No. We're talking about God. We're talking about God. The God who set up, who called his people, the Israelites, and set them up. Some, you know, God is everywhere. God is everywhere. Get your facts right. You know, the danger we have now here is the internet. It's really good in the sense that, I mean, I saw Richard Branson, um, Ireland, where he lives, on TV. I haven't been there. But on TV where he lives, I mean, the guy with all the, you know, business that he's, he's got, he's living over there and running everything. Else he'll be flying everywhere, isn't he? So the internet is good. You can be every, every, anywhere and be doing everything. So the internet is good. But the same thing that is good is the same thing that the enemy uses and brings bad things. So on the internet, you go on and you have access to a lot of materials. And then you begin to question. See, what you didn't know, you didn't have any problem with it. But now you have access to materials. I was flicking my phone, I think a couple of days ago, maybe even yesterday, and it, there was the book of Enoch. It, it's come on it, if you want to purchase the book of Enoch. I, I, have, I have the Bible. I have enough to lead me to heaven. I don't need another book of... I don't need any more information than what I have. I don't need it. See, 
one dean brothers, the dean at Rama at the time when I was going to school there, over there, he said, you can study this thing until you get to a place where you no longer believe it. See, God was with the people, those that put the, canon, the, the Bible together. There were more than 66 books. But they selected 66 and made it a Bible. But what I'm saying is, when they were doing that, God was in the midst of them. If we really believe there is God, why would he be, go on holidays while there is such thing about him being done? He was right in the midst of them, and he, he God, selected 66 for us to live by. That's enough for me. Praise the Lord. So we have a responsibility. We have a duty. We need to change our way of thinking. And the reason why I'm saying so much is, you see, I want the people of God, I want the church to stand up tall. You, the, the, your success as a Christianity depends on how, how much, much, how closer you are with God, how much you know God. If that, if that is, I don't think that's good English, but, you know, I wrote this thing down this uh, uh, morning. You see, your strength is found in, your strength is found in how you fellow, you, how your fellowship is with the Lord. Does that make sense? In other words, <clears throat> if I say, show me your strength, I will be able to determine your strength by how you are connected to the source. Are you with me? So I'm saying your strength is found in how connected, how closer, how your relationship is, is with the Lord. I'm getting to a point here. The Bible is telling us we need to renew our mind. If we renew our mind, the way God wants us to think, you know something? The first thing, we, our spirit will desire is to get to know him. Who? Who are we to get to know? God. Paul says that I may know him. How do we get to know God? God. 
That is why we are to renew our mind. We know God through his what? The scriptures tells us the entrance of his word gives us illumination, gives us light. We will know God through his word. And what? You know, if, if, you don't, if you have a relationship with someone, what does that mean? What are the things that you do together? And then you eat also. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can't say... You can't say you, you, you know someone. You can't say you have a relationship with someone if you do not talk to the person. You go somewhere, those of us that go out, you know, you go somewhere, you meet someone, hey, hi, hi, I'm so-and-so, you're so-and-so, and you go your way. Do you, meet, do you know the person? No, you don't. So if we, let me read the scripture. Praise the Lord. So I want you to bear this in mind. We must renew our mind. Hebrews 10, 22. Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. Okay, so Hebrews 10, 22, we are to draw near, near to who? We are to draw near to God with a, a true heart and full assurance of faith. If you... Are a believer, or let me say, if you think you are a believer, how close are you with God? How close are you? Because all that we are talking about, He is the founder. He is the life giver. If you say you are a believer, then how close are you with God? And you determine how close you are with God by how often you talk to him. That's good, isn't it? How often do you talk to God? Your relationship with the Father determines how stronger a Christian you are. You can do all that you want. You can run every 
You can do everything. You must have a relationship with your father by chit-chatting with him. I think it's in John, he says, my sheep hears my voice and a stranger they will not follow. You know, check yourself out and ask yourself, does this God really knows my voice? Will God, does he really recognize my voice? Because you recognize somebody's voice because you talk to the person enough so that you know their voice. Somebody having, last week, um, a guy called and he said, oh, you know, I'm Uncle Solomon's friend. You remember I, I, I was studying medicine. I used to come to church with Felicity and, and Solomon. And I, I couldn't remember the guy. But the next day, and I was lying down and I thought, yes, I know him. He's a very handsome guy. He used to come here. He'd show up, you know, once a, every quarter or so. But I have lost contact with him or. For a long time, we don't talk. When he was talking, I couldn't recognize his voice. You remember him? You gave him the number. Okay. And I was like, when I, I will call him when I wake up to say, oh, yeah, 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 I remember you, but I forgot. I didn't call him. Praise the Lord. My, my point is, we don't talk. So I didn't recognize his voice. Does God really knows your voice? Please, 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 please. Let's get back to the ABCs. Let's get back to the basics. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Nothing gets done without a relationship, did he just says. And it's true. So you must build a relationship with God by what? Through communication. Now, I'm not talking about, you see, we, we, have, we, we have this mindset that prayer is asking God for something. We have this mindset that when we ask, we get up in the morning and we are going to pray, it's about the, the, the blessings, it's about the protection, it's about this and it's about that. God, give me this, God, give me this, God, God, give me, give me, give me. No, there are more different kinds of prayers. There are times that is just thanking him. There are times it's just singing songs and worshiping and praising. But that bonding, that bonding, when you, when you come out of his presence, you're like this, a balloon that is blown. You, you, have, you have power. 
You're filled up. You are energized. You're happy. Because you, you, you feel the presence of the Lord. So, you, you see, the, we say it and then we do the same thing. We know the antics of the enemy to try and make you so busy that you haven't got time for the important things of life. And that is the most important person in your life is God. But the enemy will make you so busy that you haven't got time for him. Please, please, let's change. I know a lot of you are not praying the way you should. But let's go back to the basis. Let's change our ways so that we will be qualified. I am telling you, and I will tell you, and I will tell you, just coming to church is never going to be enough. Just coming to church, and I know I dress nice. Praise the Lord. But you know, listen, if you, don't get me wrong. See, you come here to equip, and then you go and you deliver. When you come and you hear and you do not apply, it is a waste of time. Especially when you give your offering and you give you and you're doing nothing with the information that you are getting. It is a completely waste of time. And I don't want you to waste your time. Let's change for good. Let's do what is right so that it will profit us tomorrow. So that it will profit us tomorrow. And I'm telling you, I, I've, I've seen a lot. But one thing I will say to you is this. People that walk with God uprightly, properly, they do have it eventually a lot easier. Eventually. So I want to encourage you. Brad Hagen says, God's paid day is not every Friday. You know, but he has a day that his paid day will come. In other words, it might not be as quick as you want it, but there is a reward in serving God. If you love God, you can't, you won't, you want to be where there is fellowship. It says we should not forsake the assembly of the brethren. If you love God, you want to be at church. I get that. I, I, I know that. I, I'm a good example. I, I, yeah, I've never missed a church service. 
I'm talking about when I was at Mama. Monday we went out. Tuesday we went, we went out. Wednesday we went out. Thursday we did something. Friday service. Saturday was my day off. Sunday service. Every other Sunday. I never missed an appointment with Mama. Never. For the seven, eight years that I was with her, I never phoned up to say, Mama, I'm running late. I never phoned up to say, Mama, I can't make it today. All by the grace of this lady was my support and made it, made it possible that I can be gone. That is why God will continue to bless you. Amen. I never, every day that Mama said we are doing this, he said, Come at 11, I'm there at 11. You see, that is the love of God. That is the love of God. I didn't, you know. You need, you need to step up. You need to step up. You need to step up. So in our walk with God, if you do not make that connection, and I want you to maybe, you know, write it down and stick it on your wall. Does God knows my voice? Check with your own self. Does he really know you as a person? Check with yourself. How confident are you? See, if you know God, you'll be confident in him. Through his word. Through his word. We pray to who? We pray to what? Who? We pray to the Father in the name of? Let us build something that will last. Ephesians 6. Six, verse 18. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. Amen. Praying always with all prayers. There are kinds of prayers. Like I said earlier on. And we are to pray in the spirit. And we are to be watchful. If we do not pray, we're not being watchful. The thief cometh but to steal, kill, and what? To destroy. 
we must be watchful. We must be watchful with our life. I told you, we do not neglect the power of evil. It's real. Evil is evil. And there is evil. So if you are a believer, you need to pray. You need to be watchful. Amen? Amen. You need to be watchful. We are not afraid of the wicked one. Neither do we neglect that there is no evil. We are to be watchful in our prayers so that we have our doors not just shut but locked. Do you get what I mean? Make sure your doors, I'm talking about spiritually, are locked so that the intruder have no way of getting in. Let us love. Let us love. I believe that what the Bible say is true. Love covers all things. Where there is love, there is no strife. All that take place as we focus on God. If you are fully committed and focused on God. See, I was, I was, I was, you know, in my meditation I saw this. Watch me. When I, when I stand like this. The Psalm 120, I think 121, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence coming from. When I stand up and I'm like this, see, I, I cannot see anything that is around me. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? When you lift up your eyes onto the Lord, when you focus on God, you do not see human beings. You don't see the, all the antics and the trickiness of the wicked one. You are too busy worshiping, praising, exalting, having that bonding with God. Do you get what I'm trying to get across here? Get busy with God and you will have no problem with that fellow. When you step on your feet, you don't feel it. You're too busy with God. Church, 
We are going somewhere. Praise the Lord. We are going somewhere. Whether the devil likes it or not, the assignment has already been given. The assignment, go and preach the gospel to the world. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, you shall cast out devils. You shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you drink of any deadly thing, it will not harm you. And Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples of all nations. The assignment has been given. And we're doing it. But we want everybody on board. This is not a one-man show. Everybody should be on board. But you know what? If you do not have a relationship with God, you become a problem in the system. I, at Rhema, and I'm round, rounding up, Pastor Hagen, is, there was a one guy who's a, an usher. And when there is a big program, Pastor Hagen will point out to him, say, you call his name, he says, this one here, he's been an usher ever, the first day the church started, he's been an usher and he's still an usher. He said, he, he, he said, he told me, he says, Pastor, this is what God has called me to do, to usher in this church. And so he says he, he does it with joy. He does it with joy. See, I'm talking about everybody coming on board. I'm talking about everybody being on board. I'm talking about everyone has a role to play in this jigsaw puzzle, but until we start right, we won't end up right. It starts off with being committed to God. It starts off with having a relationship with God. When you are strong with the Lord, nothing shakes you or moves you. I have, I have given you an assignment today. Go and study Romans. Listen, if you don't know, it, it, it maybe you may struggle if you don't know how to study the scriptures well. Listen, what you do, what you do, just read, take time to read the scripture. And whatever that comes to your mind as you read in the scripture, write it down and write that verse which you had that revelation from, write that verse by it. That's a, a good way of starting. But I, I want you to really go deep into it. There is so much there. Instructions, spiritual, and then a practically, you know, our instruction, what God expects from us. And it starts off with renewing your mind. And then by faith, 
the gifts that has been given to us, we exercise them. We put them to work. If you don't renew your mind, you can't apply, you can't use those gifts effectively. Praise the Lord. Lord, I have poured out my heart through the unction of the Holy Spirit to these people, your people. I pray that these words will not fall on dead ears. I pray that these ones who take the word and apply them in their daily lives. I pray that we will be hungry for you. To know you more. To walk with you in sincerity and in uprightness. I pray that you will hear the voice of these ones. Not just hear, but recognize their voice. Because they communicate with you regularly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We came with nothing, and we will live with nothing. The only thing that will be worthwhile for us is how we have built a relationship with you, O oh Lord. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.